Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on MTP, we go over the Red Sox blowing two straight games as the ALCS now heads back to Houston. We recap Week 6 in the NFL, including the Cowboys' overtime win versus the New England Patriots. And we go over the Week 7 power rankings. This is Missing the Point, Episode 92. But it's all relative. We talked Red Sox. I mean, I, I definitely want to get into... A little depressing at the moment, isn't it? They're, like, definitely going to lose. It, it's trending that direction. Yeah, Craig, you're so confident, man. You got my confidence up, and, hey. uh, and it's just come crashing down to earth so fast, man. It's been sort of feels like the fucking... I think the Astros didn't really look like themselves in the first couple games, and now they're doing the thing they're doing to everybody else where they can just peel off, like, nine fucking runs. Like, they're just good with the bats. Well, I mean, think about it, dude. Their pitchers in the first three games didn't get out of the first fucking two right. minutes. Right. So it's like, you not not only are you not getting quality starts out of your starting pitching, but you're not getting anything yeah. out of your starting pitcher. The Red Sox should have been up 3-0. That's the thing. That was the turn. That was the you, turn. Yeah. And, and we dominated those first couple of games. That game one, we had one. What was it? Game four. It's all kind of blending together in the one shit show at this point. Yes. But like. <laughs> game four was the blown lead, right? Yeah. Game yeah. four was, was a, yeah. the blown lead and Nate should have, Nate hit that spot when it was two yeah. to two and bro. There's just so many different things that have happened where it's like, it doesn't seem like it is the Red Sox series. The bats got too hot. I feel like. Yeah. Apparently, the Astros are doing that to fucking everybody, though. Yeah, I have a theory where, like, you shouldn't score all your runs all at once. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, they should have they let off the gas in game two and three because we scored 14 runs in fucking both those games. What if the same thing is true for the Astros, though? Because they've fired off, what, like, fucking 15 runs across the last two games? Yeah. Right. So yeah. maybe they, you know, maybe they dry up. You know, you, you know the, it's a tough hill to climb at this point, though, because we had home field there for a second. So it's like... That sucks. I checked the score last night after dinner. I was like, Red Sox lose 9-1. I was like, again? Yeah. Like you thought it was a repeat? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was uh, my living in the past. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like, the, it's like the Matrix deja vu. But again, you have to remember, we, they weren't supposed to make it this far. No, they weren't. Everything's gravy after this. But also, it's like it's almost worse when, you, when your team like exceeds expectations and it makes you start sure. to think like, oh, yeah. maybe... Maybe, and then right when you start thinking that, they fucking pull that away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? Welcome everyone. Missing the point. 
a real BK Bob <laughs> Kelly. That's DK. That's correct. We're already, we're already talking about socks because you know we just couldn't even wait for the show to start. Just start talking about it. So let's just get into the Red Sox. So like like you were just saying, bro. Uh, I I just think this Red Sox team. Once we beat the Yankees, honestly, it was gravy after that. And yeah. then beating the Rays was just unbelievable. I kind of had a hunch. I kind of had a hunch we were going to beat the Yankees just because of the narrative. You know, like I just yeah. felt like we had the ability to like get in their heads get in the fans heads because you know how Yankees fans are thinking right now like as much as they'll be like oh we've won a billion World Series it's like well A in baseball especially you can't count World Series you weren't alive for so sorry so in our lifetime as like a bunch of 31 to 35 year olds we fucking absolutely own them so you, that fan base I think gets a little tetchy in games like that and especially like in do or die situations with us mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. can feel that coming through I really didn't think we were going to beat the race. That was just like, that was a shock to me. They're a great baseball team. They, yeah. they play the game of baseball like it's meant to be played. They play great defense. Yeah. They don't allow extra runs. They get the hits when they're supposed to. We wrote, we wrote momentum against them. Yeah, that, that's exactly. Once the bats got going against the race, they didn't stop. And unlike this series, it's a seven-game series. So I feel yeah. like uh, it was a five-game series. So I feel like once we got hot in that series, we stayed hot. Uh, and the Rays are much younger, less experienced. So as soon as we got in their heads and we got rolling, they were like, oh my God, this team isn't going to stop. Yeah. And, and it was just downhill from there. The Astros, I do feel, are different. They've been here before. They brag with Altuve. They, have, they, have, they have these dudes that have been here. They have these dudes that are very keen on whistling. I've been here. Uh, but so, but it, it's just, it, it, they're a different squad, man. And, and as soon as we blew that, game it's like me and Ray Shaw have been talking a lot during all this and this dude he knows this Red Sox team I just have to set and as soon as they that opportunity in game four when we had runners on second and third to blow that game wide open they didn't capitalize on it as soon as that happened we knew you know what I mean you know this team it's just the way they they, the way they operate right as soon as they miss their opportunity to break open a lead or uh, get once guys a, on base. Once a streak ends for them, I think, which has been true for the whole season. When like once they kind of ri- like they'll ride a wave, and I think everybody was just hoping that the wave would continue for longer. Mm-hmm. And I think Ray, you're right, was saying. I mean, Ray's also good for being like we're fucked at like it's the over. first opportunity. No, it's so <laughs> funny, <laughs> it's like man. All of our all of our teams. However, I will say in this situation, he it's it's look he's pretty spot on. Yeah, because it, it's just. As soon as they have the gas let out of their sails or the air let out of their sails, whatever the fuck the expression is, you know what I'm saying. As soon as that happens, no pun intended. Team, <laughs> this team just takes a downfall, man, and it, it's it just seems like once it starts going against them, they can't get it back. I hope they do. Game six is going to be tough. We got Nate going though. That that's the most encouraging thing to me is Nate could come out and throw six innings, one run. 11 K's and just yeah. the absolute nails. And if that happens, we're in business, man. It scares me. It's back in Houston. Cause that Red Sox team fed off that crowd. I'll say this about what, about that point is in the playoffs, in all sports, overcoming diverse uh, adversity is the biggest thing that will ride a team's momentum. And like, we've already overcome adversity once in this, uh, in this postseason because the people that were supposed to, the guys that were supposed to be performing in that race series were performing and we still were able to, to pull it out. So you have to think maybe they can climb the mountain because of that. 
I also will say I saw a little sign in the stars because I looked on the ESPN app today to see uh, to see the time what time the Red Sox were, were going to start, and it said in California time it was five oh eight p.m., which is my area code for Central Mass. Mm-hmm. So it made me think maybe something's written in the stars. <laughs> I like maybe, it. maybe. A little shout out to the five oh eight. I like yeah, a little, it, little Central Mass shout out. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it remains to be seen. It's been such a fucking weird series that like we could win fifty nothing tonight, and all of a sudden like everything's changed. I mean, I know it's it's tough because we have to go back to Houston, but you know, let's see. Yeah, man. I mean, it's. I I do think we're gonna do. I honestly do. What makes me nervous though is. So you knew Kiki Hernandez wasn't going to keep up at the rate he was hitting. It's just not. It, 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 he was playing so out of his mind. I mean, that, that last that, that game four, he had like a fucking, he had like an insane, he had like a, a 600 batting average. His slugging percentage right. was out of control. And it's like, how do you keep those numbers up? You know what I mean? Oh, for his last eight? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. You knew that was coming. Right. So it's, it, you have a dude that was literally the anchor of your lineup for most of these games and it's just not producing at that rate. However, I, I do think this is Devers and Bogart's game. And I swear to fucking God, if Hunter Renfro hits into another goddamn double play in this <laughs> game going up, I'm going to absolutely, it's tough. I'll go, I'll go to Houston and I'll take this dude down myself because yeah. I can't fucking take this anymore. It's I bad. can't. Their bats, their bats are hot, man. It's tough. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we got to play some we'll defense. See. We got to play some smart defense. We got to try to like, it's just like a stop the bleeding situation in these innings too. It's like, you just can't let them pop off like for four or five runs in a single inning. You know what I mean? You just have to manage those scores a little bit better. And like, you know, I think we're going to be, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. We're going to know by probably the second inning how this game is going to go tonight. And Co- it's completely. it's going to be pretty clear if it's going to be a repeat of game five or if it's going to be a repeat of game two, you know? Is it tonight? Oh. Tonight, as in like when this gets released, it'll be tonight. Yeah. Right, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I don't understand time <laughs> anymore. <laughs> uh, yes. Time's a linear concept for you at this point. It's a flat circle, dude. I just, don't even know like where I am or what day it is. I've been very busy. Just base your week around football. Listen, there's one game tonight. So you know, so you know it's either Thursday or Monday. <laughs> Yeah. And football yeah. didn't happen yesterday. Those so aren't like some of the only anchors, bro. <laughs> They're some of the only anchors because. I was just telling Bobby for the listeners beforehand, I've just been very busy on with work and I'm averaging like hundred hour work weeks. So that's probably why I look like a fucking recovering drug addict right now. But uh, well, I also am one. So that and the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine is the recovering. So I, uh, I've been so busy, but like, it's great because I did get a chance to just sit down and watch football on Sunday and uh, the fucking bears couldn't just do me the one solid for just like an absolute dick kick of a few weeks to just like beat the fucking Packers. And then not to just not to transition aggressively here, but I like have to get this off my chest. It's it, it had to be like it had to be a Packers loss where like the fucking Aaron Rodgers moment went viral because he said he still owned the Bears. And like the thing is, not no, you know, and it's like it's just like <laughs> what are you gonna that's what are you gonna say to that? Be like, you know what? Well, you're a jerk. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, know, you something else. I'll tell you something else. I'm not saying we would have won that game, and I'm not a big proponent of blaming the referees when it comes to football. I don't know if you saw the game, but there was about four or five momentum killers for the Bears on blown calls, like blown calls, like Justin Fields' first interception. I know. I can see the look on your face. You're like, I don't know. I think you guys still would have lost. But if you had to watch the game, momentum is important, especially in a, in a divisional game like that. I think 
Justin Fields' interception, his box score didn't reflect his performance. His first interception, he thought it was a free play because it should have been because there was a neutral zone infraction and they didn't throw a flag, which is fucking horseshit. Like, that's that should be a free play, so you should just be able to toss it up to the end zone. I get that he's a rookie and he didn't see the flag fly, but he saw the guy jump, and that's a good read. You know, you see the guy jump, the referees don't, so you think, all right, it's a free play, you know, and then he throws a pick that they count, uh, which was frustrating. He tried to call a timeout for a delay game that took us out of field goal range, and they didn't li- They didn't look at him, or they were, like, looking at him, but they didn't call, like, they just called the delay a game instead of seeing the timeout and giving him the timeout, which is really frustrating. He got his bell rung on a slide and they called a bullshit hold to, to offset the penalties. And it's like, dude, the whole reason all those unnecessary roughness plays are in the game is to like keep the players safe. You can't offset that shit with a five-yard holding call. Like, they don't offset. It, like, one's 15 yards and one's fucking five yards or whatever, or 10 yards or whatever. It's like, at least give us five yards and give us a down back. You know what I mean? You can't, or whatever. Sorry. Look, the point is, <laughs> the kid's a rookie. He's got a guy who is, it's pretty much common knowledge, is half a retard coaching him. And he's still putting in good performances. Help the kid out. You know? Don't call those fucking, like, those fucking bullshit, like, uh, pickpocket fucking penalties against him when he's just trying to get a little momentum going. I will say this. As much as it was unfortunate for Aaron Rodgers to be basically looking through the camera into my soul and telling me he still owns me, uh and not no and you know it's been it's i mean i started to so, drive that one home just yeah, like yeah. no no wrong. listen i'm not denying that okay i don't i understand i've lived it okay i've lived it as for years. Like, isn't it like 38 and 6 something like that like i think i think it's five i think we've only been 38 and five yeah my god not to bring it down the road but no i know i know it's fine rub it in it's, it's totally fine I mean, I had one moment of enjoyment this football season when we pulled out a good win, and then you had to shit on that because by telling me Brian Erlacher was a fucking MAGA guy. I wasn't even doing anything except for enjoying myself, and you just had to wade in <laughs> and be like, oh, yeah, are you enjoying that? Because uh, for the listeners at home, I was going in our group chat saying that when the Bears basically got John Gruden fired, <laughs> I was like, we've done it. We've defeated racism, sexism, and misogyny. And I was just doing a bit, and it wasn't hurting anybody. And Bobby wanted to just wait, wait. And I made a comment. Where I was like, people are turning in their MAGA hats. We've defeated racism. And Bobby was like, yeah, did Brian Urlacher fucking turn in his? So unnecessary. You could, you could, so you unnecessary. could, thank, the, you could thank the doctor for that one. So my unnecessary. <laughs> like the one moment, of, like, it's like, I'm not going to get a lot of joy out of this season. And you just had to shit on that moment where, by the way, like, finally you shit on it. I would just like to claim. You won. My no, victory <laughs> over, over John Gruden's career. Just officially here on the podcast. I'm claiming What's the victory. That? I, I did not shut the fuck up about John Gruden being an idiot for the longest time. I didn't know he was like a Nazi. Yeah, he was. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just thought he was kind of dumb. <laughs> but then he like, then you read his emails and he's like, I just think we should be kept separate, you know, but equal. And uh, <laughs> maybe women should be in the kitchen. I don't know what the fucking email said, but it sounded like something like that. He's like emailing his wife like, honey, you come and you press my clan robe. I got a big rally this week and whatever the fuck he was saying. But I also will say, on the other hand, like, I don't know. I bet if you saw the emails of half the fucking coaches in the NFL, they'd, they'd probably be grizzly fucking reading. So at, whatever. At least 75% in the OS. But yeah, I'd say 100% of yeah. I, 100% of Dallas Cowboys coaches have said something racist in an email in the last 10 years. <laughs> so it's like, whatever. But it's part of the job requirement to get a fucking get a job down there under Jerry Jones. I think I'm just kidding. But Aaron <laughs> Rodgers owns the Bears. And just to circle back, uh, Justin Fields is a fucking great quarterback. 
And like, he's going to be, he's going to be the man in Chicago for the next 10 to 15 years. He's got it. He looks the part. He makes plays. He's fast as shit. He's got a good arm, uh, a, a tight spiral. He makes good decisions for, for his deep ball. His deep ball, I guess, was supposed to be like his big thing coming in. And I think it's, he's yipping that a little bit for whatever reason. I think he'll dial it in though. Uh, and sometimes his receivers aren't really doing him favors. So there was positives to take from that game for me as a natural optimist. But uh, yeah, the, that air rudder touchdown hurt. That fucking hurt. I, ha- I have to say, the Bears would be... It, it's it's unbelievable how evident and obvious it is that their head coach is holding that team back. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's so evident and obvious that like, it, like I hate to br- bring up Cowboys in relation to this, but it reminds me so much of Jason Garrett, man. It really does. Right. Yeah, you you said that before, yeah. Yeah, it, and it's like he's such a lame duck and so he gave up, all right, so Matt Nagy before last week gave up play calling duties, right? Right, to Laser, yeah. Isn't that what she was hired for? Isn't that what he is? Yeah. So he's, he's supposed to be the offensive guru. He's an offensive guru, guru yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- this is the same thing as Garrett, where it's like, okay, so now you don't call plays. Yeah. So I, I, if if the bombs from office space came into the Chicago Bears yeah, what do you do? right? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do, I'm man? Curious. Like. I'm curious. Uh, he claps and says, everybody do a great look, job. Look out, he, look out for some clappers, bro. That's what yeah. he's going to turn into. Well, well, you're right, A. And B, the crazy part about it is, and I knew this wasn't going to happen. Like, I knew enough about Matt Nagy, and I watched enough Chicago Bears football to know that this wasn't going to happen. But on paper, what you're saying, Justin Fields should have been his bread and fucking butter, right? He should have come in. He should have been able to run. The fact that he ran zero back sets in that first game for the entire game makes me think he's never even watched a game. Well, never mind coached it. And I just think he's, I think he's in his own head. I think he's playing safe. I think he's so conservative. Like that's the thing for me. He's so conservative. At least laser calls plays where he tries to like dump it down the field a little bit. Uh, but the problem is even laser sucks at calling plays because he can see the obvious stuff. But on the very last play of the game, when we were trying to like come back and like make something of it, he, he ran a play which was all deep routes and deep curls and it's like and i think it was like collinsworth was looking at it and he was like it didn't give him any time to get the ball out of his hands like it like the pocket collapsed he had to run and like nobody had even turned around yet by the time he got sacked and it's like that is boneheaded play calling you know what i mean and the crazy part is we have the personnel i'm sure very similar to the cowboys when garrett was the coach we're on our third string running back and he was running all over the packers he's you good know? i like him yeah and yeah, he's, yeah, he is good. And we have good run blocking. We have all this different stuff. We have great defenders, you know, but obviously it's scheming. Obviously it's scheming on both sides of the ball. That's the worst part. We're always giving up big plays on defense. Like we'll make plays because of the personnel, but we'll always give up big plays on defense because, and it's, it's obvious big plays is the, is the worst part. It's like, dude, of course they were going to do that. Like, how did you not like defend against that? They're just trying it because they think you guys are dumb because you are. Like, stop it. They all need to be fired. And Pace needs to go, too, is the thing. That's the worst part of it. Pace needs to fucking go, too. And, like, I'm pretty sure the, the owner is senile, and she doesn't even know what's going on. So they might just stay around until I kill them. I don't, yeah, I don't really know the solution here. Like, I should I protest? I don't know. I can't get to Chicago, but we'll see. But, so, I don't know if everyone else heard, but there was another game on Sunday. Thank God we're done talking about that. It's so yeah, I, I, I was going to transition <laughs> off just for, for your safety. Wait, before I go, I have to say, the Aaron Rodgers thing is so funny to me because... Yeah, I bet it fucking is. It, no, not, not even funny, though, because it's like, 
what I've been there before because it's like, what can you even say? It's like, <laughs> he's like, I own you. And Bears fans are just like, well, you're not nice. You know what I mean? You're not a nice person, dude. Like, like, what are you gonna? Uh, you anyways, anyways. I mean, listen. Really, like, it sucks that like an aging homeless man still owns us. It's like oh it gosh, sucks really that like. But I also will say, just if I was to truly think of one retort to Mister Rogers in his neighborhood, it's that like winning regular season games against the Chicago Bears does not put you in the upper echelons of where you consider yourself. And as far as like how everyone talked about your skill, your potential and your ability at the quarterback position, Tom Brady still owns you. So I guess by subsidiary, we're both just satellite companies in the Tom Brady empire, you know, living vicariously still. I mean, it's just like, you're not even that good though. So fuck you. Like, yeah, you can beat the bears. Like, cool. The bears haven't even been that good while you're the quarterback. But I also remember Brett Favre too. So it's all it's been a long Lee flipped him off. He gave him the double bird, bro. She gave him the double bird. And she, That's right. He just and you know something? Red. People in Chicago are very nice people. So, uh, as he must evidenced. have really brought that out of him. As evidenced by the double bird. <laughs> he must yeah. have really brought that out of him. <laughs> but anyway, so, I, I have waited this long. It's been 20 minutes into the show now. And I haven't talked about my Dallas Cowboys. It works out great because, like, you know, we don't have... Uh, you know, I, unless Craig decides to really weigh in here, we really don't have anyone to defend the Patriots, so we can just shit on them as much as we like. Unless Craig has to like really mount a defense. <laughs> well, it's, it's so so so. Wait, wait, hey, hang on, hang on, hey. Before any defense starts, I just have to say, Dak Prescott is a man. He is unbelievable, man. For the Cowboys to go into the wait, what? By the way, I have to be this guy, but like I was there, it was fucking awesome. We're in like the, the fucking luxury suites. Amazing. Shout out to Imperial Cars in Menden. The little town of Menden. I know them. Most, unbe- <laughs> most unbelievable football game I've ever been to. Dak Prescott is so unreal. He's and a man, you said? He, he's a man among boys is what it looks like. I mean, like. gender is a construct, Bobby. Come on. It's 2020. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> but so for them to go into New England, and have to play not only the Patriots. I'm going to be that guy, but the Shell refs the too, cells. man. But the refs too and themselves. And for them to still come out of there with a victory is just a testament to how good. Personally, I know I'm very biased here. But this is the best Cowboys team I've seen in a very long time. The way that they operate, the way that I'm like getting out of breath because I'm so excited about it. The way that they operate, the way that they present themselves, how they win the ball games, it, it's just, I don't know. I'm like speechless about it because like I'm still Don't waiting. be speechless. It's kind I'm, of the whole thing we do here. I'm waiting, <laughs> I'm waiting for the glass slipper to, to, to break at the end of the night. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, bro, me too. I, I, I've been here. I've been here so many times and I think that like, I'm like, yeah, this is the year. It never fucking is. But like, bro, this really does feel like the year. When we're down two points with two and a half minutes left, right? And you're like, we're done. It's over. Only way that we can be saved is if Trevon Diggs intercepts his ball and takes it back from six. And then the next play, he goddamn does it. Granted, yes, a play later, he gave up 75-yard ball. But that's besides the point. We just stick to this point. And it's like... It's just what, when you want him to do the thing, they do it. 
And it's you play to win the game. It's amazing. As a, as a small counter, just for the sake of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think, and I was, I, you know, I was on record early in the season as citing this Cowboys defense as a solid uh, ball hawk, confirmed ball hawk outfit. I know him when I see him. I've had him in Chicago, and that's definitely what they look like. And I also know what, it, what its defense looks like when they're being coached wrong but they have the right personnel. And a lot of that uh, was evident in the Cowboys defense last year. Now, in saying that, it's the craziest turnaround on one side of the ball I've ever seen. They literally went from being the worst defense in the league to being the best defense in the league. That's, I don't think I've ever seen that because everybody's the same people. It's all the same personnel except for the coaching. So that just goes to show, what was your defense coordinator's name? Uh, Dave Quinn. Yeah, he was not good. No, the last year's guy. Oh, last year. uh, Mike Nolan. Mike Nolan, not good at his Bro, job. I told you. One of the words defensive. At his job. And they're a fun team to watch. And it's like hard for me to like the Cowboys because they're a very hateable franchise because of like all the um, inherent, uh, you know, sort of weird classism and racism of Jerry Jones. But they're fun to watch on the defensive side of the ball for sure. And it's a kind of like, who do I hate more situation? Because I love to see the Patriots lose only because I like to taste the pain of my fellow podcasters through the app. And it makes me laugh. Tastes because good. I know they were all going like, oh, Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears. And I'm like, yeah, but the fucking Cowboys own you guys? Like, that's depressing. Also, we've been doing this podcast. We're like about to enter our junior year of this podcast pretty soon. And uh, they've been shitting on you for being a Cowboys fan this entire time. And like the fucking chickens are really coming home to roost here. Because I'm always very careful about that because I'm worried about sports karma. And uh, yeah, it's it was a really it was definitely a fun game. to watch. The Patriots are the most boring team in the NFL right now, by far. It's so painful to watch them play football. It's like watching Bill Belichick read the newspaper. That's what that offense looks like. And it's like, I, I don't... Think he's losing it, man. I don't so I think it's the coordinators. I think he sticks so, with these guys that, that comes have no business too. being... Be, yeah, it does. It's his it, fault. It's but his, I think he's... But they're his sons. It's, it's not weird. even like it's like, it's you know, the guys that he hired in our group. They're his blood. He yeah. brought them up and it's like, He's not bringing in Charlie Weiss anymore, Romeo Cornell. Yeah. He's not bringing in Flores. He's not bringing in, you know, he doesn't have these dudes anymore. Right. And I, I, I just think it's so evident, man, because you're right. Yeah. It, it doesn't look the same. It really doesn't. For the Pats to make the mistakes they made at the end of that game is the most unpatriot-like thing yeah. ever, man. Uh, from the From the interception on the pick six, yes, they come back and score a touchdown on the next play. But then... The fourth and three in overtime to not go for that, man. Like, it's weird too because I forget who said it, but like the fourth and short situations across the whole NFL this year have been so bizarre. Like, nobody knows what to do. And it's like, dude, and I think it might have been you that said people are overthinking. And I think that's exactly right because it's like, dude, you got to just get the first down. Like, it's do you remember a few years ago when I think it might have been Simmons made the point where he was like, hey, how come no NFL head coach? knows when to call timeouts. Like, just get a kid who plays a lot of Madden in, and he'll be able to do your clock management for you. It's sort of the same thing. It's like, dude, and fourth and three in overtime, like, you can't give the ball back to them. Like, you got to go for it. Because honestly, you've already had the ball. So all they have to do is get in field goal range. So you might as well fucking go for it. You know what I mean? And especially against the offense that you haven't come close to stopping for a quarter right. and a half. Right, they're, like, so, like, dynamic. they're so dynamic. As soon as the Cowboys got that ball back, man, I knew. Like, 
I, I was oh, like, yeah. dude, this game was over. Well, you're there banking is, on a turnover. There's no way, right? You're that's banking all, on that's a turnover. All you're doing. It's yeah. it's not that's not smart. You know, it's not that's not good head coaching. And you know, sorry that we're beating up on your pass uh, here, Craig. But the the problem is, and I think it's something you the, the sooner you accept it, the better. And it's not. I didn't think it was going to become true, but the sooner you accept it, the better. Like the magic in the Patriots offense. It's its name was Tom Brady, and Craig, and the magic Craig's in the Patriots. It. I team, see his tweets. He's accepted. Yeah. It. Come on. I mean, it's true. It's true. And like Bill Belichick is a good NFL head coach and he's an all timer for his resume and the things that he's accomplished. But the magic, the magic was in the sauce and the sauce was a Michigan graduate. You know what I mean? It's just the way it is. It's not there anymore. You can see it. You know why? You know how you know? Because you just turn on a Tampa Bay Buccaneers game and you can still see it. It's still fucking there. It's the just in a different city in a different uniform. It's still there. It looks like that. You know what happens in Tampa Bay? Every motherfucker on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is on their best goddamn behavior. They're on their best fucking behavior. Everybody's doing their goddamn job. The do your job shit. That left. That took a bus down the floor. I can, no, I mean, it's been over. Anyways, it's been Craig, over. go ahead. It's been, no, it's been gonna, over for 18 months. Let's Craig, be honest. You were going to say something. No, I'm just going to say it since I have to be the token... Patriots defenders since neither Mike or Joey here, not going to happen. I haven't been able to enjoy a Patriots game in nearly three years. The le- even the last <laughs> season Brady was here, I did not enjoy a single game. That was the boogeyman season, and the only joys I got out of that game were blowout defensive matchups where the Patriots defense turns out beat very bad teams. Their offense is terrible. Their last, the last Patriots, the last two Patriots teams that I enjoyed the. Patriot Seattle game last year of Cam Newton. That was a good game. Yeah, we lost, but that was a good, enjoyable game. And then the Super Bowl, what, three years ago at this point? With the Patriots been the last one? That's the last game I enjoyed. I haven't, there's been nothing to enjoy because the last year of Brady was that, you know, the breakup season we all know now. And we all knew it was coming. And then there was, it, it was basically like the last stage where your dad's living in the basement. And you know, eventually he's leaving, but he's still living in the house. And after that, (laughs) and then after that, you know, dad's gone. Got to find a new dad. Yeah, man. It's, it's been, so it's, if it's any consolation, you can probably call Dak Prescott daddy at this point. Oh yeah. After after Sunday. Yeah. We'll call him down. 451 yards, man. You know, I'd say this about the Cowboys though, Bobby, like, you know how every year there's a team that like. I, I call it Atlanta Falcon syndrome where like they'll win 15 regular season games and then something will happen in the playoffs. I don't think that's them, man. I don't know. No, most years I would agree. Most years I would agree. I would. I, I don't know. It's funny, the, so, that, it's funny that we had a running joke about Stefan Diggs, brother, and now everybody knows his name. Because you were with if, if, if longtime listeners will remember going into last season when we did our NFL preview show. It was one of my hype ups for the Cowboys. Yeah, I started <laughs> making fun of Bobby because he was like, I don't think that defense is that bad. We got Stefan Diggs, his brother. And I was like, yeah, Tom Brady's cousin. Who gives a shit if he's his brother? But uh, now, again, he had a terrible season after that and like completely disappeared off the face of the earth. But now he's here. Stefan Diggs' his brother. He's having a better season than his brother. Stefan Diggs is on my fantasy team. He hasn't been doing that great. Bro, people, someone came up to, or there's a meme going around. I don't think someone actually came up to it, but there's a meme going around. <laughs> That's um, how you come um, up to people now on the internet. <laughs> of people being like, you know, yo, bro, you're Trevon Diggs' brother, right? Well, yeah. can, you sign, can you get him to sign this for me? <laughs> I saw that and was like, everything has come full circle. I can That's add, so die funny. in peace. That's so but, funny. 
But, 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 the, the upside to recording a podcast is you get classic lines like that, and then it, it establishes itself as a narrative. And it's just great. The yeah, and, and, yeah. and a year and a half later. And he's like legit. He's bro, like, he's in the ESPN top, top 10. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Put him in the Hall of Fame, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That, that pick six happened. I literally was running around that place being like, Javon Diggs is the best cornerback that has ever lived on this face of the earth. Like He's great. He's awesome. And I'll say, and I'll say something Long. else. Like, as, like a zone a zone corner like that, it re- really rare to foot. Like a it guy is. that can make those kind of plays in the zone. Because oftentimes I think when you find a, an elite top five quarterback, it's like a man-to-man quarterback who can like stick to guys. I think that he has a, he plays a great zone defense. I think that the Cowboys are all really fast on the defensive side of the ball, which I think when you play the zone, you need to be because they get to their spots really well. And the other nice thing, and that's how you play it. That's how you become a ball hawk defense is you play the zone really well because you have to hide. You have to hide in these pockets the quarterback can't see, and then you have to go get the ball. Or you have to be the best tackling team in the NFL to and punch a lot of balls out. The, oh, the 2006 Bears did both. And I think it looks like this Cowboys team is, you know, it, when you see a def- defense that it's like their job is to go get you the ball, not stop the other team from scoring. That is the that's most fun defense you'll ever fucking watch yeah, in your entire that's what life. It's doing. unbelievable. Yeah, and like I watched, I watched a couple of years of Bears defenses that that did that, and there's nothing more fun than that in 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 the NFL. There's nothing. It doesn't matter what your offense does. All they have to do is be okay, and the, your offense is good. So it's like it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it's great. Dak's got to stay healthy though. Yeah. He, yeah, I don't want. I don't. I don't even want to talk about that. We don't. Even, we we <laughs> Bobby immediately starts burning incense. We can't put that into the universe. I don't even want to think about that, dude. So, so that's the thing. Is like, even when the Cowboys give up touchdowns at this point, it, it it's more of like a okay, we'll get him next time. You it know happens. what I mean? Because I mean, you're, you're, the other team's going to score, right? And it's like it's not cricket. Is that how cricket works? I don't know how cricket works. I don't know. Do they pop up on my Facebook videos all the fucking time? I don't care. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I tried to learn it one time and I was like, it's like baseball, but, but combined it, with chess. And it's longer. <laughs> right. It's longer yeah, and more boring. Strange. That sounds sorry, sorry, all the people who tuned in for our, our great cricket takes. But so the, <laughs> not tonight. Well, what's amazing is, like you said, is like when you need them to go get you the ball, they do. And that's been what they do all year is like, there's been a couple of times where I, one of my best friends, he's a Cowboys fan. So like we text during the games and shit. And like, it'll be a moment where I'm like, we need a turnover right here. Yeah. And they get it. And, yeah. and it's like, that's something that the Cowboys have never done. So I, I know you said the Cowboys seem like that team that, you know, seems like they go far. You know what I'm talking about, right? You know the phenomenon I'm talking about. I do, about. but I, I just want to go through. So like the Steelers trip. last year. It's a good. Don't do that. To what? Get, they want a shitload of games, and then it turned out they were terrible. That's like the case. But the Cowboys are not terrible. The Cowboys look nothing like the Steelers of last year. I know, but like if they lose in the first round of the playoffs, then they look a lot like the Steelers last yeah, year. Uh, don't even, don't even. <laughs> uh, but so, oh, I want to go through the top 10 teams here. So it's a good transition because. Oh, yeah, power rankings. I didn't even look at your, I didn't even look at your power rankings because I've been mad enough to see this week. So. Think about what you just said. Like, Cowboys don't think, you know, they could be that team that goes one and done, right? The top 10 teams, think about who actually you think could beat the Cowboys. In, in like in the a, NFC a or one-on-one the one-on-one matchup. So there's, there's a few NFC teams here. There's mostly NFC teams. So I think the NFC team, NFC is better. Actually, is it five and five? It is five and five. So, never, I lied. Um, so anyways, number 10, after this past week, the Titans, right? Titans went in and they absolutely... Played a fantastic game against the Bills. I, I still think the Bills blew the end of that game. 
I'll still they, never they understand. Rely, they rely on a running back. It's like, there's I, nothing you can. It's not going to work. That, he's the running back. He's unbelievable. So man. was Chris Johnson. So was Derrick Henry. They don't compare so Derrick Henry to Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson had one of the greatest single seasons of a running back of all time. Get the fuck Derrick out. Derrick Henry is about to run for two thousand yards in two straight seasons. Okay, but that Chris Johnson season was was equivalent to that. That was. I know he crapped out right after he got paid, but, but it doesn't water. matter. You gotta you gotta look back at that. That it's comparable. It's fucking comparable. A, it's not comparable. B, Adrian Peterson. It's comparable because they're on the same team. That's the only reason it's comparable. It's comparable because they both ran for a shitload of yards and touchdowns. They're both running backs. It's like when people are like, apples and oranges. You can't compare them. Well, they're both fruit. You can fucking eat both of them. They both have skin. It's the stupidest fucking expression. It's not just comparable because they're on the same team. Now, Chris Johnson sees it because I know it was a flash in the pan. It was a one one and done thing. He didn't give a shit after he got paid. But please do put some respect on that fucking season. That season was Listen, fucking crazy. I'm not taking away from that season. I'm just saying but Derek Henry us, is, is it a It taught fuck. us, Derek just Henry like Adrian Peterson. player in Madden. Sure, sure. But just like Adrian Peterson, just like Chris Johnson, just like who the fuck else has had seasons like this? All right, let's just say those three guys. Fuck it. Just because like, I think there's a drop-off after that. I can't think. Marshall Fulop needed Kurt Warner. Okay, you can't win with a fucking running back. I'm sorry, Mike's Ryan right about ain't taking him to the ship. I get he's it. He's not, dude. I get it. He's get not. It. He's not. But, but but there's no one else that you can put ahead of it. You want me to put the Raiders in here? No, I no. no. I, I, I like the Raiders the a lot better. All of a sudden, I don't, they're not going in yet. All right. <laughs> no, no, I get it. Listen, I get it. I totally get it. I think the Bears are going to have a pretty decent season though, overall. I mean, like, I let's see how they do against the against the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, because we had their number last year. So like, let's see. But, no, it doesn't matter. The Titans, I like the Titans. The Titans are my AFC team. You know why? Eddie George. Eddie George was my favorite player when I was a kid. The, the Air McNair, Eddie George, Kevin Dyson, uh, like the combo. Frank Wycheck. Frank Wycheck. Like right? those, that offense was, was like, uh, like I, as a little kid, you know, when you watch a team that's not your team and you secretly fantasize about it being your team because it's so much fun to watch. And they were in those baby blue uniforms. Yeah, with and the I was cool like, yeah, logo and the, the white, yeah. the, the, the clean white helmets. Oh, really, unbelievable. Oh, I mean, like, they were new, nice. right? Because they used to be the Oilers right before that. And they mm. were like, and they were here. They were in Tennessee. The fans were pumped. I love the Tennessee Titans. I want to see the Tennessee Titans do well. I currently constitute they're not going to do shit. And if we're talking about in comparison to the Cowboys, the Cowboys blow them out of the water. Blow them out of the water, right. Okay, so that's number 10. Number nine. This is more of an upcoming. They just kind of seem hot I right have now. one in mind. But I think it's going to take a while to get to it. But go ahead. Okay. So number nine, the Bengals. And it's just out of upside. I don't think they actually have a chance. I agree. I don't think they actually have a chance. It's just from what I've seen in the season so far. I like Burrow. Um, yeah, I like Burrow. He's winning they, me they over. Gave, they gave His attitude Packers. is cool. He's such a badass. Yeah. He, he bruised. <laughs> what did he bruise his stardom? No. Yeah. Is that what it was? Bruise his yeah. stardom. And fucking finishes the game. Like, yeah, on. he's like, I think, Get out people, of here. I think people thought they were getting Joe Burrow when they got Baker Mayfield. He needs to start fucking sliding up. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He needs to start advice. sliding he needs to But start I mean, you kind of, as a fan um, and not a fan of the Cincinnati Bengals, you respect it a little. And also, everybody said that to AP when he first started. You remember when it was like, dude, you got to run out of bounds. And he was always going for the next like three yards. And it was like, your career is going to be so short, bro. And then AP went for like a billion years. He's still, <laughs> is it, isn't he still? No, he's out now, right? Is he out of the league now? I mean, he's irrelevant. So it's whatever. But yeah. But yeah. Anyways. It was so, a good run. Jamar Chase is a monster, though. We got to give him that, too. Oh, yeah. yeah we yeah. can't move on with Joe Chase. Yeah, you're right. 
Jamar Chase yeah. is such a beast, man. Honestly, yeah. it's a weirdly likable Bengals team for yep. the probably one of the more unlikable franchises in the NFL because mm-hmm. they have I love ugly, their uniforms. ugly, ugly, fucking dumbass. I love them. Like, I love them. They are very similar to a prison jumpsuit for a reason. Yeah, it's like, uh, how do we model ourselves after like a classic Kellogg's cereal? <laughs> they look, they look like cartoon <laughs> characters when they play. It looks fucking. They're great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just like. They've also like I'm also in my, in our lifetime like and again like I always try and reference like what these franchises have meant to us as opposed to like historically and in our lifetime I watched them waste a lot of really talented receivers which was like upsetting you know like just uh, how many great receivers in the 90s and 2000s just wasted TJ Hushman who yeah Hushman Zada fucking uh they've they've had tons of guys they were just like Chad Johnson Joe, sorry Ocho Cinco just wasted away in Cincinnati just doing nothing and because it was always like the promise of something on the horizon, because you think like if you're bad enough for enough years, you get a decent quarterback. But like they're like the Browns in that way. They couldn't get one. But I do like Burrow. Well, they did get one. They just wasted him. They tore yeah. his ACL in the one year. That well, they that, had was a chance. Bad, that was yeah, a bad. That was a bad injury, though. Tough to Man, come back from fuck, that. Fucking Steelers. Uh, anyways, so. <laughs> I love eight. the Steelers. <laughs> I fucking hate them. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's sorry. She's one of our dedicated listeners. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Like go, the Steelers. Steelers. go Steelers. Yeah, go Steelers. Anyway, uh, number eight. Chargers. I was really surprised at how much of an egg they laid against the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the Ravens are that good, if the Chargers just laid an egg, but man, Justin Herbert is the truth. That's, the, you know what I mean? That's why they have a chance. I do actually think they have a chance. We're going to compare them against the Cowboys. Like you said, do you think that? I think they have a good defense, like a good young defense. I think they're fun to watch. I think I forget about them weirdly. Like when they're playing, I you know I, they're just not as relevant in my head as maybe they should be. They're a good sleeper pick. I think we're getting into the range of teams that could potentially beat your Cowboys team, but I think we're still in a no situation for me. Craig, what do you think? You think the Chargers could beat the Cowboys? I think Justin Hobert, Hobert, whatever his name is, <laughs> is, is having a very good sophomore season. Obviously, he was thrown into it uh, after. Quarterback for the Chargers the, got the, stabbed uh, last year. Tavares? Yeah. No, Tava- Tava- no. Whoever. <laughs> Tavares he, he, Jackson. He, he started for Houston, then he got hurt again, so whatever. But, you know, they still have Keenan Allen. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor. That's right. Uh, Chargers still a good team. I don't think they're ready for prime time yet, but they're very good up-and-coming team. I feel very, very good about where you put them. Yeah, I think maybe next year. Yeah. Uh, I'd keep my eye on them, but... Uh, you, there's something about him right now. Just not quite there. It's probably Nick Bosa for you. <laughs> yeah, it's part of it. I mean, I actually I really like their defense, though. I really do. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah. I mean, 30, but for them to lay that egg against the Ravens, I mean. The Ravens, it, well, let's wait until we get to the Ravens. Cause right, because it did move them up a spot. I mean, that's, I can't believe I did that to my boys, but we'll get there. So seven, <laughs> seven Packers. You know, I, I honestly don't feel great about the Packers. Uh, however, if there's one man that I don't want to see facing the fucking Cowboys in the playoffs. It is goddamn Aaron Rodgers because, listen, as much as he owns the Bears, he owns the fucking Cowboys too, man. And He's not that guy anymore, dude. Like, uh, honestly, man, like, it, I it doesn't, like, he I know, will be, he will be with 20. I, I can already picture, I've seen, I'm already stressed because you remember what happened, what, four years ago or the year uh, Dak went 13 to three, his rookie year, 14 26. Aaron Rodgers put an absolute dime. And I, I just replay that in my head. So I, I, I personally think, and I know that like, you know, during the, during the Bears Packers section of this podcast, like I had to admit because otherwise you're just a dummy. 
that Rogers still owns the Bears because of like what happened. But I felt that the Bears shot themselves in the foot multiple times in that game. And it didn't seem like a quintessential Aaron Rodgers is coming to fucking tap that ass performance. That one play, sure. But the most dangerous thing to me about Aaron Rodgers was always that he had, he was like a triple threat, you know, like he was, a, he was super smart at play calling on the line, which he still is. He has a, a very good game intelligence for like where and when he throws the ball. But also, you had to burn a linebacker on him every single play on that, or he and he would probably still be able to scramble, you know, 10, 15 yards on you if he wanted, if the play broke down. And he was so good at like recognizing when to do that. And he can't run like that anymore. I know, again, I know everyone at home's going, he scrambled for that fucking touchdown where he told you he owned you. I'm like, I know, but like, where fucking was everybody? You know what I mean? Like, that was my question. Like, he didn't do it that quickly. And he looked fucking reluctant when he first started running. He's not at an age where he wants to get hit or slide or do any of that shit. I think, and I'm just going to make a bold prediction now. I think, wait, do you guys play regular season this year? Yeah, you do, right? Uh, not this year. No, our divi- no, no, that's right. Our division plays. Yeah, okay. So if you see him in the playoffs, if, I think you guys will pick him off three times. I like that prediction. To be perfectly honest with you. Because I, I saw something. I don't know what it was. The Bears couldn't capitalize on it, but I saw something in it's that like game. It's like that last Peyton year or like that last. Not quite Or that like Breeze last year where like, not like Breeze last year where like, is not all there. No, but like the closest comparison I can actually think of right off the top of my head is actually Brett Favre on the Vikings. Okay. Where he's like still good, but once you get to the playoffs, you're going to see that he's not as good as he used to be. He's going to start forcing passes. He's going to do things. Brett Favre always did that. It's not not so much a style thing. Brett Favre always did that. That was just how he played. So when his arm went 1%, he started getting picked off more. Like that's just going to happen. I think with Rodgers... You're going to see, I mean, this is probably fucking wishful thinking on my part, to be honest with you, just as a disclaimer. But with Rodgers, I think you're going to see that he just looked like, I remember what it felt like to go against Aaron Rodgers. I've done it a lot of times. And and for some reason on Sunday, again, even though we lost, I was like, no, no, I'm not that scared. I'm just not as scared as I used to be. I think we can do this. I really think we, I was really fucking confident for the whole game. And I know that, you know, I ended up being this. You were very confident. You, you had me. You started you, really well. You spelled, you, know, out, you spelled out the name for me. I was like, here's how Chicago radio. Bears and spells how you spell radio. it, dude. <laughs> I probably fucking jinxed him, to be honest with you. But I was just, I was blowing off steam and I was real excited. <laughs> I was drinking beers. I don't know. Um, I was fucking talking to myself. Football, though. Nobody was even talking to Football. me in the group chat. Listen, take, taken from the, the, prime talking to yourself in the group chat dude i'll sit there for like an hour and just send messages no one even fucking talking to me um, i know the feeling i know the feeling everyone's like dude we don't care about the bears game i'm like all right <laughs> fair enough i'm like you guys watching it we're beating the raiders right now rayshon's like i'm watching the red sox i'm like fuck the red sox fuck you and your bears i'm like maybe one time they'll talk to me if there's nothing else on monday night they need a monday night game but yeah i don't know i don't see it i still think cowboys it just to keep moving us along i still think mm-hmm. cowboys over packers I'm thinking about that game now. I got sad. <laughs> oh, you guys are supposed to be my friend. So next they have, I, I dropped him because of that loss against the Titans because uh, the six Bills. You, you don't mean overreacting to the you Bills. Got low. I did. Okay. I did. But listen, I think it's bullshit that a team, I will never, ever understand. I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent here. It is fourth and one. Less than a minute left. And you have a chance to kick a game-tying field goal, and you go for it and you lose, bro, that is on you. 
That is your fault. You had a chance to extend that goddamn game and go into overtime and win it. And, and you get stopped on fourth down and that's it. Game over. And I will never understand that. Isn't that the life. opposite of what you were saying about the Patriots game though? No, because listen, Patriots were on like their, it was like the 50 yard line or something like that. But it's a chip shot field goal to extend Where the game. It, like the fucking eight yard line. So and it was like, like they got two. You're saying they got greedy. Yes, they get, and, and it's happened a few times where it's like people want. So listen, if, if the situation calls for it, absolutely go for it. Fourth and one, fourth and two. And, and when you're not stopping the other offense and they can go down and drive the field against you. Yeah, you should absolutely go for it and not let them on the field. But 20 seconds left. That other offense isn't coming onto the goddamn field. You know what I mean? They're coming onto near the ball to go to overtime. Yeah, yeah. You have a chance to extend the game and you don't. And you have one play to try and ex- to win the game. I get it. You want to end it right there. I understand. You think you're the balls. You have Josh Allen. I understand. Fucking kick the field goal, man. Uh, I, if the cow- I, so, so the good, the related to the Cowboys, because that's where it's the dog go. When Mike McCarthy had that opportunity to extend the game and Zerline hit the kick and we went into overtime, guess what happened? We won the fucking game. And everyone in my booth, everyone was like, oh, he's going to go for it. If Mike McCarthy went for it on fourth and one and we didn't get it, we ended up losing that game, I would have been calling for his head, man. I, I just don't understand it. I think he's boneheaded. And I think it goes back to what I said. I just think everyone overthinks these fourth and ones. And I hate it. And that's why I dropped it so low because I hated that decision. I Bills, agree with you. The Bills it, were going to win. The Titans could not stop the Bills. The yeah. Bills were going to win that game if it went into overtime. There's yeah. no doubt in my mind. And I think in the, in the context of, of this game, I agree with you. But I think in the spirit overall of what you're saying, I don't. I think like, I think like you don't kick the field goal to tie with like less than three yards. Like you should be able to get three fucking yards. If you if you can't get three yards or two yards. Or one yard, even worse. You don't deserve to win the fucking game. But so but at this, if when the game's 20 on the seconds, line, though, and it's, if it's like 20, 30 seconds, so what you're going to go for it, right? You have this get dynamic. What, to get what? Dynamic one or two shots, but to get one or two shots at the end zone, and then you're still going to have to fucking kick the field goal anyways. No, again, I think in the, con- in the context of this game, I think I agree with you. But I do think that, like, there's certain situations where you got to play to win the game. So you think over a minute, over a minute, because that gives you, yeah, that gives well, you a full I always get, down, I always right? get nervous. It gives you a full set of downs with a minute. I always get nervous when I'm fucking around with, with less than a minute to go. I always get nervous because you've seen so many situations, because like, that's why I agree with you, I think, because about this game in particular, because you've seen so many situations where like teams like aren't good at getting back to the line of scrimmage of spiking the ball anywhere. Have you noticed that? Like, they just, like, can't do it. I don't really understand. Like, I feel like there used to be teams, like, maybe they used to drill it more. I don't fucking know. Maybe it's, like, a clock management thing. I don't fucking know. But, like, there's a lot of, like, dicking around when you, when you need to stop the clock. And when it's your team, you feel it more where you're going, like, Jesus fucking Christ, stop the goddamn clock. Like, spike the ball. Like, we need to get back and, like, game plan this. So, yeah, I think with 20 seconds left, that's tough. I think you got to just, you got to just live to fight another day in that situation. Overall. I, I fucking hate tying it with a kick and going into OT. I fucking hate it. I'm like, win the fucking game. Like, you pussies. Win the fucking game. But I do agree with you in the context of this game. Moving on. So, five. So this it's, a tough, is where... it's a tough drop for one loss considering the season they're having. But, okay. 
Well, it's because of the impressiveness of the other wins. So, so five out of the Cowboys. I actually dropped him a spot from last week. I had him at four last week, but that's because of the impressive win and the team above them. Uh, Cowboys eked out I, a game. I felt I my opponents were going to put him higher. And I was like, Bobby, I, I, I they played. Listen, I dropped him. Listen, the exact. Oh, just they, just they for the record, out. by the way, just for the record, we did pass a team in the Bills, and I know they're coming off an embarrassing loss, but they're the team that I, they're a team that I think would beat the Cowboys with, with, with something they, on the line. They could. Yeah, it, because Josh Allen isn't going to, well, he might. <laughs> Two years ago, he would have. Not, maybe well, not. Like we were talking about earlier, you know, you guys played this kind of defense that Josh Allen doesn't stick in the pocket enough where you can start to hide in his blind spots. And I think that he might be really, really well matched against you guys if you saw them in the, you'd have to see him in the Super Bowl. So, it, you know, if you saw him in the Super Bowl, I would worry about the matchup more than, more than anything. It's not necessarily a personnel thing. I mean, they do have great players. It would be really fucking cool to see uh, uh, Diggs go against Diggs, though. <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome to see that battle. I would love to see, like, that. I'm wishing for that now. So, like, that'd be awesome. But Cowboys. yeah, I don't know. I think they have, they're just so fucking dynamic, dude. And I think, yeah, that might have been a one boneheaded decision, but that's a decision born from the confidence of the fact that you can get yards, you know? So they're good. Cowboys Bills can't happen as a Super Bowl because the football gods will not let the fucking Cowboys beat the Bills again in the Super Bowl. It's just not. That would be so It's not wild. in the cards. It, it's just not. We listen. We that would be, be such a fun Super Bowl, though. It would be. It would be a good one. I would really be into that. Because it'd be what? What is it? Three in a row? Is that yeah. what it was? Three in a row in the 90s? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the Bills lost three. That's two, nice. two. One was to the Oilers, two were to the Cowboys. Well, they, but they lost was. three Super Bowls in a row. And yeah. it's the saddest football stat in history. <laughs> it's so sad. I mean, um, like, at least they made it. Like, half the fucking franchises haven't even been to the goddamn show. So, like, fuck them. You know, bro, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I've never experienced a Super Bowl for my team. Like, since I've actually been in the football. Like, let me tell you something. Like, let me tell you something. Let me going tell you to three in a row and not getting any yeah. of them. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Experiencing a Super Bowl loss never leaves you. Yeah, that's what I, mean. I bet I it doesn't know. even leave Patriots fans who saw a fucking billion other championship, you know, fucking six rings. Otherwise, I bet it doesn't. I bet the losses don't. I bet they still eat away at them, dude. I, I remember the two Giants losses more than I do at some of the wins. Yeah, man. I mean, I think about Peyton, the blown coverage of Peyton Manning hitting Rodney Harrison to seal the deal in, in 06 after Hester tur- returned the fucking opening kickoff for a, for a touchdown. I remember that. And we hit them with a pick six. And it was blown coverage in this in in the flats, and it was the worst guy to to leave open behind your safety. And Manning hit him so easily, and I watched all the Bears' heads drop. And I think about that like once a week. So count yourself lucky that you've actually never seen a loss. Getting there and losing is worse than never getting there. I'm so hundred percent sure. That's I'm hundred percent sure. That's why I know the 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 football gods will not. Let the Cowboys beat the Bills in the Super Bowl for a third time. They just won't let it happen. But anyways, so number five, Cowboys. Listen, I've already I've already preached enough on this team in this podcast. Well, we're I doing them as a point of comparison, so we can just go to four. I think. All right, so four had the Ravens. That way against the Chargers was very very. The Ravens impressive. are fucking legit. Yeah, and that's the type. Listen, I know we said running doesn't do it in December or January. This kind of running might. I told you guys Lamar Jackson was the fucking man. I told you guys he was legitimately good. Everybody was trying to, everybody was supposed to figure him out this season. What's happening? 
that's why it's bullshit. What Fields is what Nagy's doing with Fields, by the way, because totally. the fact the fact that you guys aren't running the fucking pistol formation ninety five percent of the time how. is such horse shit. They don't know yeah. how, uh, bro. I, the, when I saw Fields lining up five wide, I almost threw my fucking. The tough, well, at the I TV. will say this: I, the tough, I, like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? I agree. I agree. What's the tough happening? part is we're not constituted offensively to run the pistol that often because our receivers aren't those guys like. Allen Robertson is like a, a Robinson is like a go up and get the ball. It's I think easier to we, teach the pitch pistol to the wide receivers than it is. We have that guy. We have this guy Mooney who is having a great season who fields really likes. And it's for that reason, because he's like dynamic across five yards. If that makes sense, like he can get away from his guy in like in the five yard range, not to go on against the bears. It's very upsetting, but yes, I agree. Just run the fucking pistol more, you know, run options more and run, run sneakier options. Like they do, they run these, but like, you know, you know what they're going to do every fucking time. And I, or I do at least because I watch them every week. You know who else watches them every week? Anybody watching fucking game tape on them. So it's very frustrating. Anyway, sorry. I set you up for that tangent. Yeah. Well, the, um, the Ravens are, the Ravens are super fucking. They're really good. So the top also three teams the Cowboys, are all NFC teams. So these are a direct point of comparison here. Okay. So Rams, number three, the Rams trash the Giants, but again, Cowboys trash the Giants. I, I think personally, yeah, I think the Cowboys can beat the Rams because I, I think too. Stafford turns the ball over a few times. I do Cowboys, and I think we torch their defense. I agree. So, I think they're built to get beat by you guys. So, all right. So we're going to move on past that. I like the Rams though. In 100%. general, yeah. in the NFL, yeah. I, I like the Rams a lot. They have a cool logo. Cowboys. Yeah. But <laughs> it's not what I was going for. But yeah. Um, I just don't like the do. quarterback. Now Stafford guy? He's yeah. in my division for like a billion years. I hate Fair him. enough. But I haven't right, had a good so quarterback with, that's here in my division for a long time other than Brady. Fair. So that's, <laughs> that's a good comparison though. So like you hate him. Does that mean that he was good? Did you not like playing him? Is that no. something that. No, no, no. He just suited up in a Lions uniform every week. So I hated him. Right. And I think that, you know, I think it was the most obvious thing in the world that when he went to a team that wasn't the Detroit Lions, he was, you know, I, I don't think anyone didn't have that take last year. It's like pretty, it was pretty fucking obvious, but. I think whilst he's better than he was in Detroit, I still don't think he's at that level of elite QB that everyone is all of a sudden saying that he is. He shits um, himself in the playoffs, right? Yeah. I mean, well, he, here's what I learned about Stafford watching him play over the course of however long he was in Detroit, like 10 years. He's a momentum guy. He's a street guy. So if he completes his first three passes... You're in trouble. Any team, and this is why I say they're, that they're built to lose to the Cowboys. Any team that can put, that plays disruptive defense, disruptive rhythm defense football, turnovers, sacks, force fumbles, even if you don't get the ball back, that fucks with Matt Stafford. I've watched that fuck with Matt Stafford. That's why we fucking owned them for so many years because all we ever did, all we ever had to do was just disrupt them a little bit. I don't know if that's mental. I don't know if it's just part of his game, but it's still true in LA and the teams that play the Rams often are going to start to figure that out. In my Agreed. opinion, you hit Stafford, you get in his head. Yeah, that's that's, that's his thing because he's always been glass ever since he was yeah. in Georgia. Yeah. He's always been made of glass, man. You hit yeah. him enough, he's going to be perfect. And for the Rams, like they have like this kind of fancy boy persona in LA, you yeah. know. And I think that I think he's perfect for them, and I think he'll do well. But I don't see it. Rams with the white is so is so awesome. I Looks love great. that. White, yeah, great. It's great. Yeah. Uh, and I and by the way, I love the St. Louis Rams. The sh- greatest show on turf was like one of my favorite offenses. You know, the beginning of hating the Patriots was watching them them lose to them. So 
Yeah. I mean, I like the rims. It's just, I'm also in LA and I'm like a Bears fan and like I'm in LA and I'm like a Celtics fan. So it's like an LA team of fuck you. Imagine, see why I hate the Patriots so much. Yeah, uh, right. Oh, no, I lived, I lived in Massachusetts <laughs> for a long time. I get it. <laughs> uh, so number two, give them up to the champ, to, to the GOAT, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Number two, did they play this last week? They had a bye week, right? Who? I think they played the Bucks. Who did the Bucks play? I don't even remember. Uh, the bu- no, the Bucks did have a bye week. They oh, had a bye week, right? Yeah. They had a bye week. I'm surprised we had games this week. Next, my whole fantasy team week. was fucking sitting on the bench. That's this week. Yeah, that's this week. This week's crazy, bye weeks. Uh, that's why we're not talking about oh, this no, week. Oh, no, 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 They played last week when it was Thursday Night Football. Oh, oh that's, that's right. They played, they played, they played, yeah, they played yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, they, they smashed the Eagles right away, yeah. and then everybody stopped caring about both of their weeks. <laughs> that was yeah. such a boring game. You just knew it was a foregone conclusion. The Eagles still got a cover, though. They got yeah. that backdoor cover. They did cover, cover the spread, dude. I heard a lot of people lost money on that. Lot, I heard because they covered people. for, like, no reason. Right? I didn't watch the end of the game. No but, like, reason. They should have even scored, right? Yeah. So, like, half of Vegas was just, like, and then, and then the Bucks drove the ball down to the seven. Yeah, no, it's all coming back to me. Yeah, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah, yeah. It hurt for gamblers. So, all right, so we're, we'll go point of comparison again. This is a very Cowboys-heavy podcast, so listen, Cowboys beat the Patriots, it happens. Sorry, Patriots said. I hope you made it this far. Sucks um, to suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know. So many Patriots fans got like five minutes into this fucking podcast. Record record low listenership this week. <laughs> but listen, we already played them. It was a great game. Dak literally went out to Tom Brady at midfield and went, we'll see you again. If it happens, what do you think? It's a great game again, right? Uh, that, that, that's, that's a battle, in my opinion. I don't opinion. know. I mean, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Like, maybe I should be more intimidated by the Bucks than I am, but like the Bears, like, not that good. And we smashed them last year. And like, maybe it was a fluke of a game, but we play them this week. So we'll see. You forgot how many Dows there were. I think that's a fluke. The, right? the crowd was great that night. And that was a big part of it. But, but I think. I don't know. I'm just less intimidated by them than maybe I should be. And I also think it's a weird season for like those top tier teams where the Bucks don't look quite as good as they did last year. And the Chiefs really don't look as good as they did last year because like the Super Bowl hangover is real. But the Super Bowl hangover has historically been true of the winning team sometimes, too. I don't know. They don't have that spark for me this year. And I think the Cowboys kind of have that spark. So if I was betting on it, if I was betting lines, if you give me some odds... I'd take the Cowboys at like plus 150. I'd take it. I'd take it. I'd, I'd bet that. Entice you a little bit. That money line would Where be like, it? ooh. Where is it? Where is it? Ooh. Where is it? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean. I, I'm not that afraid of Tampa Bay's home field advantage because like most of the people there are more concerned with fucking their sister than they are watching a fucking football game. But like, <laughs> but like if it's in Dallas, I would take it at probably, I'd probably take it at plus, I would take it at plus 150 probably. <laughs> Fucking Tampa Bay. How do you feel about that one? Yeah, fuck um, you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry we lost that region. I was like, do they even have internet? Who knows? So, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I would take the Cowboys in that game too, especially because we already played them once. And I think, listen, you know, you know what I think. I, I think yeah. the Cowboys would come in there and it well, would be. Well, at this point, we're talking matchups. You know what I mean? Like, we're talking, uh, uh, like, we're talking the, the nuance of matchups on either side of the ball. And I think that the Cowboys, the Cowboys is currently constituted can, can beat anyone in the NFL, like the way that they're currently playing. I really do think that that's true, but it's about matchups. And I think you guys match up well against pocket quarterbacks. You, uh, you match up well against, uh, against teams with weapons. You know, like I've seen you guys play against these teams that have weapons and you have enough 
man-on-man personnel and you play in enough of a good ball hog zone that you can you could probably keep quiet a lot of those Tampa Bay weapons. And then on the other side of the ball, like I'm not seeing that Tampa Bay defense stop you. So in a matchup situation, I feel like I would lean Dallas strangely, you know, and it would be and it'd be a good game, you know. I do think that if it came down again, and I think this is what went wrong last time, if it came down again to a, a shootout between Brady and Dak, Brady's going to win that every time. So don't do that. Manage the game better. That's all you got to do. You know, just don't get into it. And it was cool watching Dak do what he did. It was cool. And it was a great performance. But don't do that against Tom Brady. Don't be dumb. You know, just manage the game. Just like keep him off the field. As we know, historically, that's what you're supposed to do. If you want a chance of beating Tom Brady, don't let him get the ball in his hands. Right. And rush him. And rush him. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Again, that's easier said than done. Like the Bears got to him last year. I've seen the Cowboys get to him a little bit. And I've, you know, I've seen it. But you got to keep the ball out of his hands. That's the rule with Tom Brady. So if you can do that and you don't and you it was impressive, you know, I really was that you guys went for it like that in a shootout against him. But you were inevitably going to lose because you can't do that against Tom Brady, even still, even though he's a million years old and like probably feasting on the blood of children to stay young or whatever the fuck he's doing. But he absolutely sold his soul in the devil. Something's there's, there's, there's not no right. doubt in my mind. Something's he did not something right. yet. There's no way Kale is doing this. <laughs> I he didn't kale. even think I of a kale. good excuse. I eat kale. I'm great. So yeah, okay. You eat kale, but you you also you've also I I've seen you take like three fucking shots since we started this podcast. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, Do it half. I'm gonna mention that later. How many nips have you taken during the show? I'm thinking. Listen, I'm thinking. Tom Brady has like an overall healthier diet than you and I. But I, there's no way that juicing your fucking greens is doing this. I see something's up. Something's up. Resistance um, bands, dude. Yeah, yeah, resistance bands. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. He's fucking. In, he's probably importing fucking small Indonesian children and turning them into slurry and drinking their fucking blood through a strange and like arcane system invented by fucking wizards. It's insane. It's fucking crazy. I just want his body to fail. And he then he fucking rubs it in now too. Ever since he's not a patriot, like the other day I saw him, he's like, I can probably play until I'm fifty, but uh, I want to spend more time with the family. I'm like, oh, okay, really? Can you, Tom Brady? Huh? Whatever. He and can, he, too. He, he can. probably <laughs> fucking could. God damn it. <laughs> He's unbelievable, man. Nah, it'd be a good game, though. It'd so so game. I just want to point out, though, that... Anyway, I'm not going to rub it any further. We've already dug in enough. We get his patient. Anyway, so... Uh, we're not going to do that again. We've I want him to score a enough. touchdown against... I wanted him to score a touchdown against the Patriots and be like, I still own you. <laughs> <laughs> if that we can become a running catchphrase so it's not just an Aaron Rodgers, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> so, number one, Cardinals. Only undefeated team. They're so this what happened last year. I don't believe in them. I don't. I Come don't. On. I'm sorry. I don't. Come I, on. I, so this is. I'm gonna make this comparison to you because I I know you'll understand. You haven't it. lost the game. What's listen, how are you? How are you gonna justify this? Listen, the Cardinals are like a night of cocaine. Okay. There oh, are doing points, this again. The, okay. I'm there, no, no, no. There, there, there are points in the game where you're like. Oh my God, this is the best thing I have ever seen in my entire life. They are amazing. <laughs> but then there are also points in the game where you're like, what the fuck is happening? I can't believe what I'm watching. Like, Kingsbury will do the dumbest shit. There's so many things that'll happen where you're like, oh my God, that, I hate that, this, that, that's I all hate this part, fucking team. That's just but all part of that dynamism win. that they bring to the field, man. Like, they're so fucking dynamic. Like, what they're doing, what uh, like a lot of what the Chiefs used to do, like they're they're very Chiefs ass. You're they playing yeah. the Cardinals game, 
every time. It doesn't matter who you are. You're playing their game. And when the Fast. team can impose, yeah. And when it can, a team can impose their will, whether or not that some sh- some weird shit goes down from time to time, even though I don't think it happens as much as you're indicating, I think if they can impose their will and they can impose their will on everybody, then it is what it is, you know? And by the way, Kyler Murray was supposed to get figured out by now too. What the fuck happened? Yeah, I wasn't, fact. I didn't even believe in him. I thought he was too fucking small. You know why? Because he is too fucking small. He fucking is. It doesn't make any sense. It did like that. Yes, I agree with you in that sense. The, the Cardinals being good doesn't make quantifiable it sense doesn't. in a lot of ways. But the proof is in the pudding, my friend. The proof is in the fucking pudding. And also, we still, and I like to still mention this, have the worst business acumen in football of the Houston Texans to thank for the Cardinals being as good as they were right now. Because, you know, I mean, Hopkins and that yeah, trade, have, the, it's the probably the most boneheaded trade of the last 50 years. Texans is like, we lost the NFC Championship game again. What should we do? Trade Hopkins for a third round pick. Yeah. I, I think I think they were like I think they were one bad night away from the CFO lighting himself on fire in the parking lot in Houston. And I just think it's like I, I mean it's I mean we t- we talked to, to death about the the catastrophic uh, uh, down downturn of the Houston Texans, but the the Arizona Cardinals are the beneficiaries of it, and the, apparently the biggest beneficiaries of it, other than like the American justice system when it comes to Deshaun Watson. But I think. I, and like, you know, uh, basic justice and goodness everywhere, hopefully. But I just think there's nothing. You can't justify it. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, the math, the two plus two equals five. But like they win every fucking game they play, dude. They win every game they play. And they and that that offense, you know what? You know what? Who else? It doesn't make sense to every defense that goes out to play them because they're like, wait, I can see it in their faces every time they get burned for one. They're going, wait. But we did everything right. I don't understand. So you, there's no game tape to then bring in and be like, all right, here's what we need to do about against the Arizona Cardinals. Here's what we need to do against them. You tell me what you're going to fucking do against them because I bet they're going to have a weird game and lose. They're not going to go undefeated. Cowboys, I, I, like, Cowboys Cardinals, 63 to 55 final score. Yeah, exactly. Right. But right? again, I think, but again, it's about matchups. And I think that the Cardinals are built to beat there. a team like the Cowboys. Than the Cowboys there. Agreed. So, but honestly, I gave you like seven out of 10. Or like seven out of nine that like you would either give a great game to or definitely out and out win. So I think Bills, Ravens, Cardinals, those are your three biggest uh, obstacles because I think you guys are do better against traditional pocket passers. I think you'd even beat the Chiefs uh, right now because everybody seems to be able to do that. So fuck it. You um, read my mind with that question. So because we play the Chiefs and that's been the that's one exciting. game for the yeah we play the Chiefs this year and it's been one game of the rest of the schedule. I have a screenshot of the Cowboys quarterbacks play the rest of the year. It'll take me too long to pull it up. But it's like all under average quarterbacks for the rest of the year except Mahomes. And that's the one game I'm eyeing where I'm like, man, that's the game where the Cowboys could have trouble. But the Chiefs defense isn't going to do shit against the Cowboys. I can already guarantee you that. I think you beat the Chiefs. I'd, well, everybody beats the Chiefs now. I mean, yeah. Um, it's not that They're impressive not, anymore. It's so weird, by the way to fill out a top 10 and and not have I mean, the they Chiefs dropped, in it. dropped out of the top 10 pretty aggressively. But that's that, not your fault. That's their fault. That is their fault. You know, I thought we might have gone to the Celtics, hence why I wore this hat, but I don't think we're, I, don't, I think we're out of time. But I will say... Jalen Brown is the fucking truth. That's, that's what we He can is, say. but God damn it, can Jason Tatum just go to the fucking rim? Oh, like, bro, how many years It looked years like last this? year, Tatum. Yeah, it did. Oh my God. Well, anyway, whatever. I, I saw some positive signs, but we can catch this one on, on another show. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough.
You want to um, take us out? I took us in. You take us out. I mean, last time we see you for a while, Bobby. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh shit. Man. Everybody, uh, Bobby is having a child pretty soon. And I want everybody to wish him a congratulations and put all positive things out into the universe for him. Um, glad your team's doing well, dude. Uh, keep in touch in the chat. And obviously make some time for us if you can, but I don't think you're going to get a lot of sleep. But your place in the show is obviously always safe. And, uh, you know, if you need to take paternity leave, please uh, please do so in order to bond with your child. <laughs> but, like, try to get back to the important stuff as soon as you can, which is bullshitting about sports on a podcast with your friends. Listen, um, she's already got her Cowboys onesies ready. So, yeah. don't worry. You're going to be so pissed when she turns out to be an Eagles fan. Oh, bro, oh I will disown. If there's one team I would disown her for, it's the fucking Eagles. Fucking can I, Eagles. Can I sell you on the Bears? She can be a Bears, right? All right, as long as it's not the goddamn Eagles. Thank you all for tuning in. It might be a little while till we see Bobby because he's going to be a busy new dad, a girl dad, which is awesome. But uh, thanks for listening to the show. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, dude. Can't wait. Very excited for you. Can't wait to see the photos. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good evening. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together, we explore vibrations, frequencies, and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress, and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric cast.